Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Morning Leftovers After Dark Edition. <laughs> Coming off the big Michigan-Michigan State rivalry weekend. Um, I'm happy about it. Mike's depressed and sad about it. Not what I wanted, but kind of what I expected. So, yeah, and the Lions came off their bye. They had a very surprising stat line. We'll get into that after we talk about some college ball. They did. They looked real. They did. Probably the most complete, more complete than the Patriot game offensively, probably. I would say so. Um, So, yeah, so we'll get into that. Like I said, we'll start off with the big battle for the Paul Bunyan Trophy over the weekend on Saturday. The uh, Michigan Wolverines got on the bus and head up to East Lansing. Take on the Michigan State Spartans. Right from the get-go, this was pretty interesting. Um, the traditional Spartan Stadium walk thing. Walk all the uh, the players lock arms together, and they walk the whole length of the field. And so the catch here was there was Michigan players on the field warming up. And apparently Michigan State was late doing this, which whether it was purposely done or not. A lot of de- a lot of different stories. There's Michigan State anyway, was late. There was maybe Michigan players weren't letting them out of the tunnel. Is it, it, Anyway, they were marching. There's players warming up on the field. And uh, Michigan players didn't move. So, um, you know. Apparently, one of them got clotheslined. <laughs> the other one got his headphones messed with. And um, then Devin Bush got pissed off. A little bit. And little uh, bit. after their little their little march, he uh, went to center field and started kicking the crap out of the logo. And then um, the ground crew repainted it after that happened. So there's a little pregame drama. I mean, the, the the whole pregame drama thing, I loved it. Yeah. It's a rivalry. Right. I love it. People, Michigan State fans who are complaining about it, shut up. This is a rivalry, all right? I love it. Right. I want to see it's, this. It makes it exciting, all right? Like, it's just like when both teams are dressed and they're doing warm-ups and then, like, they both meet in the middle of the field and start talking shit to each right. other and start pushing each other, and then the coaches have to come break it up. Right, like, I, it it shows both teams don't like each other. Right. This this is what rivalries are about. Sports needs this more. Too often now in sports, it's just everyone's friendly and nice to each other and all PC. Like, I want to see more of this. I do too. I completely, one hundred percent agree. Uh, I loved it. I'm not blaming either side for anything. I think nope. you know both sides are. It's fair game. Like, I don't have a problem yeah, with I, anything. I think both sides are fine. Michigan State kept with the tradition as they should have. Michigan had the right to be on the field. I mean, so. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. They have the slotted time to warm up before the game kicks off. It's not like they're going to push back yep. kickoff time for them to walk across the field. So yeah, so I no problem with it here. Now the only complaint I have is the. Uh, after Devin Bush scuffed up the logo at center field, I wish D'Antonio would have had them 
leave it alone. Leave those marks on the logo, and he should have showed his team, like, hey, this is what they think you, you know, used it as a, use it to make a point. I didn't like that they fixed it, but the antics themselves, I love. Yeah. So now actually getting into the game, um, well, this game took about five hours because we got, like, halfway through the first quarter, and then we had a weather delay for, like, an hour and 30-plus minutes or so. So, um, you know, Michigan had the ball. They were sort of moving down the field, and then lightning struck. And then we had a delay in the game for a while. Right. Then the game started again. And, um, you know, it was really close for the first half. And then, you know, like Michigan has done all year, they've always played better in the second half of all their games. And uh, that's sort of what put them over the top again this week. First half was close. Um, third quarter was close. And then uh, fourth quarter, Michigan sort of just put it away. We'll start with Michigan, I guess. We'll talk both offensively and defensively. And then we'll talk about uh, Michigan State and how they played. So for Michigan, coming into this game, you know, with Jim, Har- Jim Harbaugh's offensive scheme, um, he, you know, as we know, he likes to run the pro style, but this year they've spread it out a little bit. They have some read option stuff they run. Um, they want to use the talents that Shea Patterson has. So this year they've changed some things a little bit, but we still love to pound the rock. And um, coming into this game, Michigan, did. Michigan State had the best run defense in the country coming into this game. And Michigan, they ran the ball on them. And that is one of the reasons why we won this game. Uh, again, Karan Higdon, 33 carries for 144 yards, 4.4 yards a touch. Solid. Workhorse numbers again. He was a beast. Same thing again. Shea Patterson, like every pretty much every game so far besides the Notre Dame game. 14 and 25, it's over 50% completion percentage, over 200 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Could have had a few. There's a few throws that could have been picks and they weren't. Uh, but for the most part, you know, it's not like last year where we had a quarterback throw five interceptions. No, it shows, shows the difference a quarterback makes. Right. You know, you, you, it, Shea Patterson is not a great quarterback. But he's slightly above average college quarterback, which is all Michigan really needs. Right. Because they have the pieces around the quarterback yes. to be successful. You got a run game, you got defense, you got it all. So he, he did what he needed to do. And as nice as the offense played, I think defensively, Michigan played probably their best game the whole year. Granted, Michigan State has offensive issues, but to hold a team to under 100 total offensive yards, that's damn near impossible to do. Um, so I just think that speaks volumes as to how well they played this week. Um, you know, we... Um, all around... You know, like we stopped the run. Michigan State barely had any rushing yards again. That's been their mantra all year. 
got held. 15 yards. 15 total rushing yards for Spartans. Yeah, it was disgusting. It was ugly. LJ Scott, 10 carries, 25 yards. His longest carry of nine. Uh, Lewerke was five for 25. It, they couldn't do anything. You guys just shut him down. Lewerke was awful. The play calling was highly questionable again. Is Even though the score is kind of close, you guys still, it could have been way more than that. Like, Spartans were not in this at all. In the first half, Michigan had three possessions where they were in plus territory, and they didn't didn't score. We missed the field goal. We had to punt a few times. We just, it could, like you said, it could have been a way higher score than it was. You know, our one touchdown comes off of that that turnover. It was a trick play. You know, it. Yeah, and we the points you got, we fumbled the ball at the ten yard line, yeah. our ten yard line. Yeah, not not at any point during the game did we advance the ball. And so I think you know I'm not gonna discredit the problems Michigan State has, but at the same, it, there's a combination of both. Michigan's defense played very well, but I'm also going to realize that you know Michigan State has injury problems and. Um, how do, how do you – there's reports. I don't know if they're just saying this just because they're being sore losers about the game, but the whole Brian Lewerke thing about he's hurt. And then the point is, well, you had a whole week to practice. Yeah. Uh, Why that, wouldn't you start the other kid? Like, if he was he, hurt that bad. If he was hurt, okay, it can explain why he played so bad. So you feel bad for him in that aspect, but that would all fall on the coaches. Right. Why is D'Antonio and the offensive staff putting him out there if he's hurt? Right. If he's that hurt, you yeah. like I said, you had a week. I know that's not a lot of time, but it's not like he got hurt in the middle of the game and right. then you had to put the next guy up in. Right. Like, like you had a week to prepare. And then the other thing is, if he wasn't hurt, why was he left in so long also? You know, he dude, played bad. Do, did, didn't they not have any practice and scheme for Rocky Lombardi to come in? You know, the, the backup quarterback that looks like sunshine. I I think it was garbage the way they handled it. Yeah, it was bad. And I think as a Spartan fan, we've been, well, you've been preaching it, marketing it. It's... Mark Antonio is essentially on the hot seat. If he doesn't get rid of, if he doesn't make changes to his staff, Michigan State, you know, the athletic director has to look at the football program and say, okay, we were really good at one point, and ever since then, we've been regressing, and nothing's changed, and it's the same shit. Yeah, if, if Dan Antonio is not willing to get rid of his friends, not the staff, they're all buddies, then D'Antonio himself needs to go. Right. And it's not like you guys don't have the money to pay a coordinator. No, you know, 
You have it's not yeah. Like this. We don't have quote unquote Michigan money, right? We're a top program, right? Well. You can. There's plenty of money there. You can there. get an offensive coordinator. Yeah, they, they need they need to go out, find a young offensive coordinator who's going to bring in new ideas because the way we're playing might have worked in 2002. It doesn't work now. Right. And that'll probably have to change your recruiting style too because I know D'Antonio likes to recruit to his scheme while the scheme doesn't really work anymore. You guys were lucky enough to have Kirk Cousins and mm-hmm. Connor Cook or two NFL quarterbacks. Lewerke is supposed to be, but this year he's regressed a lot. Yeah, I mean, not seeing that at all. Yeah, right not right now, no. Um, so, yeah, a lot of questions at Michigan State now. Martin Antonio has some some thinking to do for sure, and it's not going to get easier. You guys still have to play Ohio State. Granted, you're at home. And this week, you guys have a tough game. Purdue's coming to town. Mm-hmm. They just slaughtered Ohio State at home. Um, they dropped their first three games. They won four straight. They beat Boston College, who's a ranked team. They just slaughtered Ohio State, who was two in the country. They're playing with house money right now. They're playing really well. I, Michigan State, you had the, the good Penn State win, but is Penn State really that good? We'll find out when Michigan plays them after the bye. You had this game where Michigan State's offense looked abysmal. I mean, I, I can easily see this being a five-loss year. Ohio State can be a loss, and Purdue can be a loss. Yeah, um, Purdue's offense is scary. Scary good. Yeah. Um, Rondale Rondale Moore, the freshman wide receiver that they have there, is. I watched the Ohio State Purdue game last weekend, and that kid is unbelievable. He's so fast that they get a, it, it. They use him like Tariq Hill for the Kansas City Chiefs. Have him line up in the backfield. He runs mm-hmm. little routes from there. They have him move all over the field. They use him a bunch of different ways, and the kid is fast. Yep. So. Uh, this, this should be an interesting game. Purdue usually puts up a decent amount of points. MSU's offense has been struggling. Is Lewerke going to be able to play this weekend? I don't know. You lost your best wide receiver. He blew his Achilles. So I don't know. This, I mean, Michigan State's favored, but the way Purdue has been playing, I could definitely see Purdue winning this game. Yeah, I mean, Purdue's playing great right now. And Purdue's still in it in the, in the West Division. There's like three or four teams that are uh, only have one loss. They're all right there. So yeah, it's uh, I got it right here. We got Purdue three and one in the conference. Iowa three and one in the conference. Wisconsin three and one. And Northwestern four and one. And Wisconsin and Northwestern play each other this weekend, so that's gonna throw off one of them. Yep. Wisconsin's beaten Iowa already. Iowa plays at Penn State, so that's another big game this weekend. So yeah, we got some we got some good, meaningful football right now, especially in that West Division. Michigan State season, at least for Big Ten championship hopes, is over. Yep. Penn State's is over. Now in the East, you're looking at Ohio State and Michigan. Those are the two teams. Ohio State four and one. Yep. So now Michigan State or Michigan 
rather. Uh, gets a nice time for a bye week. You get through, you know, at the start of the season, they had this block of gains that was just a bear. And we've gotten mm-hmm. through two of them, both wins, one home, one on the road. Now we get a crucial bye week. Tariq Black, the wide receiver that broke his foot in August right before the Notre Dame game, was he traveled with the team. He dressed. Uh, I would imagine, you know, this bye week they practice this week still. No game. When they come back from the bye week, I would expect Tariq Black to be back and playing, actually. Uh, I think they just, as a precaution – during the Michigan State game, the weather, mm-hmm. grass. I just feel like they were like, yeah, we're, you can dress. You've been cleared, but we're just – we have a bye week. We'll just not right. risk it. So – And he clearly didn't really need him. so. Yeah. So now, you know, we're just – the train is moving. Like I said, we got through this first part of the bear of the schedule. Or we have two tough games left in Penn State and Ohio State, one of which is at home. Um, and then Michigan still has to play at Rutgers and then home against Indiana before the Ohio State game. So, you know, Michigan has gotten through the worst part of the schedule. That Michigan State State game scared me. The Wisconsin game was huge. Um, I just don't think Penn State is that. No, you should handle Penn State pretty easily. Especially being at home. You know, that ranked 17th, and I would still say that's overrated for them. A little bit. It's pretty much just Trace McSorley and yeah, no one else. He's the whole team. You stop him, we're going to win the game. And last year, after getting smoked at Penn State, that's sort of a revenge tour for this game, too. Yeah. Because uh, last year, we lost to Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Penn State. You finally uh, got your Road win against a ranked team. Yeah, that's the big bear that was on our backs. We finally got a road ranked win. It's huge. You beat a rival. Now you just focus on what's in front of you, you know, get through the season, prepare for OSU, big time title game, go from there. You know, it. And honestly, like I'm not – I'm just saying as a scenario standpoint, I mean, Ohio State I don't think is that good either. Their defense is bad. It's very bad. They give up a bunch of big plays. And on offense, they can't run the ball. They threw in the Purdue game 70-plus times. Yeah. One-dimensional offense. As good as Dwayne Haskins is, you're going to play one-dimensional against Michigan. We're going to stop you. You have to be balanced. Plus, you got all this. There's a little talk now, like, is Urban Meyer, like, done at the end of the year? No. Health condition. Yeah, yeah we've heard this before. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that there's been some talk that Urban might be set in sail after this season. I don't know. I mean, Ohio State's been good for so long. Like, they could have a few years where they suck. I mean, that, that program, though, is built up so strong, I think any coach that comes in 
you might have like one or two down. Right, depending years, on but... the coach, it, yeah, right. Because if they have Luke Fickle again, we saw how that year went. Yeah, but you know, you had Fickle for a year, and then yeah, right, they figured it out. Right. So, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, Michigan, you just gotta just keep your head down, take care of business. There's really no pressure on them now. I think Penn State, they're going to play loose. They're coming off a bye week. They're home. Mm-hmm. The only pressure is going to be on the Ohio State game. But, um, you know, Michigan State could upset Ohio State. I could see that happening. You know, they, they upset Penn State this year at Penn State. I would assume possibly the Michigan State-Ohio State game could be a night game. I'm not saying it will be just because Michigan State's record isn't that great, but yeah. – it could be. I could see them putting that as a night game just because it's two prominent programs in the Big Ten, depending on who else plays that week. Really good. And if Fox has the game, because Fox likes to flex those kind of games tonight. So we'll see about that. But I could see Michigan State upsetting Ohio State. It's in, in East Lansing. Maybe. Maybe Spartans can rise up and have another good game. Who knows? Mark D'Antonio's good at that, especially if they're playing a ranked team. Maybe you know it's. I want to see Michigan keep doing what they're doing though. Just keep going into every game, just playing, sticking to your plan. Because uh, even though I'm not a Michigan fan, it is good to see that that program is having such a good year. Finally, you know, you guys have been through enough headache and disappointments and that over the years. You, it's been bad. You kind of deserve it. It's. I wasn't happy with the loss, but I'm happy for you guys. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Now I just got to buy you that dinner at the, uh, we say, Michigan Bar. Yeah. We'll do that at some point. All right. Sounds good. So, yeah. So that will wrap up. Really, the college talk, just because Michigan's on a bye, so they don't play anyone. We'll talk about the Penn State game next week uh, when we do our usual update episode. Yep. Um, For the most part, college football was nationwide this past weekend. Alabama's still rolling. Clemson's still rolling. Notre Dame had a bye. LSU won another ranked game. Yeah. So they're up to four now. Michigan moves up to five. Um, yeah. Ohio State dropped out of the top ten. Down to, what, 11? Yeah. So, yeah. Only a few weeks left of college football. I mean, there's only – well, not counting this weekend. There's only four weeks left. Crazy, it's it's weird, man. It's like we're already like, halfway through the season, it's sad how quick college football goes by. I don't know. Now the holiday, like October's like over. Yep. And now it's the holidays. October's over. Pretty soon you'll be turning on the radio, hearing jingle bells, oh, and you know. all that stuff. It's sad. It's so it's sad. College football is always, like, the greatest time of the year. Yeah, I love – yeah. I mean, you know, I 
I'm a diehard for all football stuff, so mm-hmm. especially college. I can watch like any college game, and I'm satisfied. So, sort of sad that it's already over halfway through the year, but we'll see uh, how far Michigan can go. So that being said, we're going to transition now to professional football, like we always do. We're going to talk about the Detroit Lions going down to South Beach and playing the um, the Sea Mammals. Miami Dolphins. The Miami Sea Mammals. So uh, we both thought Lions could win this game. And they did. And they did. Forward down the field. Came off the bye, went down to like 95 degree weather with like 90% humidity. And uh, they had people on staff that held up the little the shade things yeah. for all the players because yeah. uh, line sideline was so sunny. I think that stadium was designed that way to make Perfect. sure the away oh, sure team has to sit in the sun. Yeah. Um, interesting game. Lions, again, for once we beat a quarterback that we should have, which was nice, 32-21. to 21. But the story of the game is our rookie running back, on Johnson. What have we been saying all year? Give him the ball carries. more. Give him carries. Finally happened. 19 carries, 158 yards, 8.3 yards a touch. Granted, his long was 71 yards, so that's almost half his yardage. But you know what? Sometimes that just happens. You just break a big one. Can you take that away? You're still... Still pretty damn good. It's still almost yeah. 100 yards. Yeah, which still would have been a great day. Right. So keep giving him the ball. If we go in the next game and he only gets like 9 or 10 touches, I'm going to be pissed. Right, because we'll probably lose if that happens. And look, Matthew Stafford doesn't have to do nearly as much when we can run the ball. 18 to 22, 217 passing yards, two touchdowns, zero picks. QBR of 92.4 is pretty damn good. He doesn't have to do nearly as much at all. And uh, How about a little contribution from uh, the tight end? Got a little tight end play in this game, too, finally. Second year. Yeah. Like Player. Uh, He's Michael been Roberts. hurt the past, like, three games. He got him back. He, uh, he might actually have a tight end now. Big red zone threat. He had the t- two touchdown touch catches, three receptions for 48 yards. Three targets. So, yeah, our wide receivers really didn't do it. I mean, we spread the ball around a good again, like we always do, but not really huge numbers at all from any of the wide receivers. Just sort of – but we ran the ball so well we didn't need to pass. So, yep. defensively, we gave up 21 points. We scored 32, so we won. I'm not really going to sit here and complain about, you know, we did what we had to do. Got some sacks again, like we have been all year. Still don't have Ziggy Ansa. What's new? Um, no, listen, Lions just played good enough to win. Like we gave up no no points in the first quarter, and then just one touchdown each of the remaining each of the remaining quarters. So Lions yeah. got a good win as a must win. Keep their season alive. They had to win this game. So no turnovers. That was huge. Yeah, because usually Stafford has at least a pick, but. He actually played pretty, pretty solid this week. Yeah, I, I liked it. Good, 
And you have to. I mean, they're 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 playing good. They're playing Brock Osweiler. Like, you can't lose to Brock Osweiler. I'm sorry. Like, last week was a fluke when they beat Chicago, I think. I think that was just one of a random game that he just played really well. That was sort of a fluke. So, now the Lions come home. And um, they play the Seattle Seahawks this coming week. They're currently on a bye. They're three and three as well. So it's the battle of the five hundred teams. Both these teams need a win to keep their season afloat. Um, standings wise, the Lions are sort of back into the mix. Uh, Minnesota's leading the division now. Chicago literally went from first place to fourth place this yep. past weekend because they lost another game to the Patriots. And that Lions-Patriots win, that's huge. Because they might be the only team that will beat them. Yeah. Um, you know, you still, to me, the Seahawks is still a must-win. But what we thought were going to be, you know, hard games in the meat of the schedule with Chicago and Minnesota, it's kind of showing it might not be that difficult games. They might be winnable as well. But still... You want to beat the Seahawks, right? For sure. It, 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 I look at it as a must win. You're home. You yeah. got to win your home games. It's just how it is. Like you can't afford to just be giving up home games, especially to teams that aren't that good. And Seattle is not that good. It's right. the Russell Wilson show, right? And listen, they win this week. They're four and three. Green Bay is playing at the LA Rams. I'm expecting them to lose because the Rams look like the only unbeatable team. Especially going out there. Right. I mean, going out there, it's, you know, the Lions, it's not easy for a cold weather team to go down there. Just like it's not easy for a warm weather team to come up. Right. So, so I think Green Bay, that's a loss. Um, I, for Green Bay to win that game. They're going to have to outscore them. Aaron Rodgers is going to need another miraculous Huge performance, right? And they're, and it's not like the Rams' defense is bad. Or you have the Rams' defense on your fantasy? Team. Yeah, I do. They're good. They're, they're, they're not bad. They haven't really let me down. Yeah. So exactly. So I, I just don't. Green Bay's just not a good team. It's the Aaron Rodgers show, and the Rams put up like forty points a game, and their defense is good enough to stop Green Bay. So I just don't think it's going to be a game. Um, as far as you know, Chicago now, they sort of they started off strong. Now they're sort of, I don't want to say they're fading, but we're going to actually see what they're really made of. Can they, you know, come back from being 3-1? and one? Or are they going to sort of fade away? Like we expected them to finish fourth in the division at the start of the year. They're playing the Jets this week. They're home. They should be able to beat the Jets. Should be able to. Uh, the past two weeks, their defense has not played well at all. I have their defense on my fantasy team. And the fluke in Miami two weeks ago, and then last week I understand them struggling with the Patriots because Brady and the crew is starting to get rolling now. We're late in October, so they're starting to pick it up a little bit. So I, I, I expected Chicago's defense to struggle uh, this past weekend, yeah. and they did. Looking at their schedule, I mean, they got two easy games in a row here. 
They got the Jets, and then they go at the Bills. Okay, so they should win both they of those They should games. win those, too. At least stay in the division hunt for another two weeks. Minnesota has a huge game this weekend as well. They're Sunday night football. Saints are coming up to Minnesota. Saints are 5-1. and one. Minnesota's 4-2-1. and one. That's why Lions got to keep winning, man. They, they're staying in this. They they mm-hmm. win this game, then they got to go to Minnesota next week, and then they got to go to the Bears. Yep. So th- this division is going to – we're going to start seeing who's going to pull away here shortly. Because <sighs> the Lions play the Bears pretty much back-to-back. They got that Carolina game, and then yeah. Thanksgiving they play the Bears again. So it Lions – let for example, let's say they win this week, right? So they're four and three. They beat the Seahawks. They're four and three, and they have one. Two, nine games left. Mm-hmm. They're four and three. They have nine games left. That means they have to win six remaining games if they beat Seattle. Yeah, you still play Chicago twice. Minnesota twice. Cardinals and Bills. Those would be two wins right there. you got to win those games. Yeah. You cannot give up those games. You could split with Minnesota. Mm Mm-hmm. You could split with Chicago. But then you got to beat the Panthers or you got to win at Green Bay. And then you got to beat the Rams, which probably is not going to happen. So you're going to have to sweep one of your division opponents. Yeah, you got to figure the Rams is a loss. Yeah. Unless they've locked up the number one seed by then and they're resting all their players. Five weeks out. I doubt they'd be resting players at that point still, even if they do have the division locked. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, and by that point, the Rams would have five more games, so they could be 12-0. and 0. I don't think you start rest. I don't think they're going to. I mean, I get it. Like, rest them for, like, one, one or two A quarter. Games. Well, yeah. I would even say, like, they could play every game, but I wouldn't play them the whole game. Like, you want to keep them. True. Like, you want to yeah. keep them playing and keep them fresh, but I probably wouldn't play them the whole game. Like, if you have, like, a bye week locked in the playoffs yeah. already, I'd play them. I, I wouldn't play them the last week of the year, but the other games, I'd play them every game, but I'd probably take them out in the third quarter, third or fourth quarter, depending on. Right. Yeah, the big thing they probably do is limit Gurley's touches. Right. You know, you're only going to get 10 today. So, which would hurt me because I have him on my fantasy team. I'm so sad. He'd be so sad. I don't feel bad. So, yeah, Lions are, honestly, they're in the driver's seat. They still control their own destiny. They just got to keep giving carry on the ball, in my opinion. I think keep he's giving gonna, the ball. And he can take us, I think, where we need to go. Now, is, is it real? Or are we being, uh, you know, fooled again? I will, I'll go with fooled until the Lions prove to us that they can do something like how Michigan went up to Michigan State and beat a ranked team on the road. I'm not, like, 
Like we gotta wait for the lines to show us. I'm not gonna expect right. it. Prove it. I'm not getting too excited. Right. But it does look good. It does. They sort of just think though, honestly, the if we're if we're being like real right now, the Lions should be at least five and one, possibly six and oh. We've sort of talked about this a few weeks ago, but like that jet game at home, you gotta win that. And on and we watched the Dallas game together. They they should have won that game too. If you want to give up one, if the 49er game, whatever, they didn't play that well. But, like, that Jet game, that opening Monday night game, that's just killer, man. You cannot lose that game. Like, that that hurts. Yeah, it's – but it is what it is. Those yeah. games are played. You got to keep going forward, win ahead. But what I am liking, though, is they are looking better. As the season's going on, you know, that's sort of like the Patriot thing, too. Like, as the yeah. season goes on, they get better. They struggle the start of the year. Now they're sort of like, I don't know. I mean, I don't – granted, they've played the Packers, who is the Aaron Rodgers show, and the Dolphins, who I don't really think are that good of a team. But we have never put up the rushing numbers that we have in the past – However many years. The way they're playing now, it's kind of silented those questions that were starting to be asked about Patricia. Like, do they already lost the team? Do they respect him? You can see they're playing for him right now. Right. So So we shall see with the Lions. We're just going to keep our – we're going to stay optimistic, but we're not going to expect anything from them because they'll probably rip our hearts out like they do every year. So that being said, I don't have really anything else to touch on for football. I mean, there's not really much going on right now. Nope, just getting into the heart of the season now. How about Jacksonville losing again, though? They're struggling, man. They're what, what are they going to do? I mean, they keep running Blake Bortles out there, and it's not working. <clears throat> I don't know. They're having a... That like the typical Jacksonville year. Last year's like a fluke, almost looking like honestly. They're just their defense just isn't playing. They're not as elite. Yeah, the de- as they were right. The defense isn't as elite, and it's exposing Bortles for what he is, which is garbage. Yeah. The only other thing that's sort of hot news in the NFL right now is, I guess before we. And this episode, we could talk about something else real quick because we haven't really gone that far with time. Um, it's the whole Oakland situation. They traded Amari Cooper now to the Dallas Cowboys because Dallas doesn't have any wide receivers. And Dallas gave up a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, which I think the Raiders won this deal. Because to me, Amari Cooper is not a first worth a first round draft pick. He's sort of been it's too inconsistent. Yeah, I mean he was great like two years ago. He was looking like he was gonna be a star wide receiver and he's just he hasn't done anything yet. Right. You know, he looks okay one week and then another week he'll get like two catches. Right. And I just don't understand it. Like maybe it maybe he needs a change of scenery. I don't know. Like at least in Dallas you have like a very good running game. Yeah. 
I would argue Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott, but they can run the ball better than Oakland can, so maybe that'll help. I don't know. I mean, Dallas has a slot receiver. They have Cole Beasley. He can play slot. Like, he is a slot receiver. He's not yeah. the number one. Right. So, you know, you give Dallas a number one receiver, maybe they'll do something. I don't know. I still right. think they'll be 8-8, eight and eight, but... I- <laughs> And it it's gonna help Dallas, but they overpaid. Yeah. So Oakland now has three first round draft picks this year, yeah. and they have two next year, the following year. So they got two first round draft picks for Cleo Mack. So they got they got draft picks, which means they got they got the and cap space to rebuild. They got cap space. Gruden, the guy to get it done though. I don't know. Well, I read something today on Twitter that, you know, it sort of made me think differently than what I've been thinking. I've, you know, all we've been hearing is how, Gr- how Gruden has been a hot mess. But it's sort of like what the Rams did when they moved from St. Louis. They sort of blew everything up. They got rid of Fisher. Right. They got rid of all the heavy contracts. They parted ways with a bunch of people. They brought in a new coach and they just like rebuilt everything. Yeah. And Oakland's moving to Vegas. Gruden has that long contract. He knows he's going to be here for the long haul. So maybe he did just want to clean house. I, I still don't really agree with getting rid of Mac, but I mean, if you can get it, you got a first round for Amari Cooper. I mean, you are accumulating a crap ton of draft picks. The problem is just hitting on them. Yeah, I I saw today it showed every first round pick they've taken going back to a quarterback, the big. Oh, Jamarcus? Yeah, it showed. Russell? Yeah. And uh, every first round pick they've had since then, they've only had. Two play in the Pro Bowls, and those two are now traded. Yeah, Yeah, Cooper and Khalil Mack. So you just got to hope that Gruden can uh, identify talent. Hopefully he has a good scouting department. Hopefully he has a knack for drafting. Yeah, I mean, we know on ESPN, he's good at doing interviews with the college quarterbacks. Well, now it's interesting, too, what they're going to do with Derek Carr because I heard rumors that they might cut him after this year because his contract, is he has so much money. Yeah. He's sort of not even worth it. So they could cut him and restructure it, or they might be like, we have three first-round picks. We might just move on from you, too. He's not playing to the level of that money. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely believe he is still a starting NFL quarterback. Right. He just had that one year where he was, like, amazing. Yeah. And then he sort of regressed a little bit. Right. Or came back down to earth. So, I mean, if you're going to rebuild it, this is the way to do it. You get rid of all your major assets and you just acquire picks. You have cap space. So now he can literally, like, he can build the team he wants. He can bring the players in the locker room that he wants. He can draft the players he wants. So this is all on him. This is his baby, his team. Let's see what he does with it. Because you can't really judge him on this year because he's blowing everything up. So he's rebuilding. Yeah, I mean, it's 
first year, you know, you got to, any coach comes in, you got to give them over time. It's just it's weird because, like, he come in there and you thought, like, they would, like, compete right, right. Away and contend. And it's now all of a sudden it's a rebuild. And then they, well, today they put Marshawn Lynch on IR. Yesterday they did. He's yeah. done for the year. And this was his last year on his contract. So he, he's done. Uh, there's there are already, you know, rumors or whatever that he's just going to retire for good now and just be done. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he only came out of retirement because he wanted to play for Oakland. Right. He's from that area. It's not like he's going to, he really wants to follow the team to Vegas. Right. He made his money. He's, yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't need any. He would get, he won a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. He's been to multiple Pro Bowls. He, Money is not... And he's still pretty young. He wants to retire and not just be beat up for the rest of his life. So I don't blame him. Yeah. So, yeah. So it'll... It'll be interesting to see what happens with them. You know, honestly, if... if, Depending on if Gruden wants Carr or not, I would would contemplate offering to trade him to Jacksonville and see what you can get for Derek Carr if they'd be interested. Absolutely. Jacksonville should be all over that. The thing about getting rid of Carr, I'd even do it this year, like right now. Yeah. Call them up. Because their season's over. They're already – they're one and four or whatever. They're not doing anything. Like, no. if, if you can get more draft picks for Derek Carr, get them. Do it. And then, I mean, I don't know what they could probably get for Carr. I mean, you can get a – to me, if you can get a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, you should probably be able to get a first-round pick for Derek Carr. I don't know if they give that, but... Well, Jerry Jones isn't running the Jacksonville Jaguars either. That's true. Yeah, that, that is true. That Amari Cooper trade is Jerry Jones written all over it. Yeah. So that'll probably wrap up this episode... Um, as always, we appreciate any feedback. We appreciate the listeners. Make sure to check out the page on Facebook. Like always, Morning Leftover Sports Podcast. We keep it updated weekly. Um, you can check out all of our episodes on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it once again, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Have a good night.